the knob off. You're tuned in to the number one show on the planet. The Heffron and Reap Show. Hey, everybody, you're listening to the Heffron and Reap Show, and my camera is too close to my face, and I don't know what to do. Hey, we got one piece of info that is going to save your life right now. Some of you are probably about to die right now. But we have a piece of info. Mm -hmm. But before we give you that info, hi, guys, welcome to our channel. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button and ring the bell so you'll know every time that we're online. Yeah. And then share it too. share the video. Sharing is caring. I don't have have a thing that people are going to die from. I just watch a lot of YouTube videos. And just yeah, everybody stops down to say hi, guys. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Make sure you hit the ring button. Leave a thing. Yeah. And then well, right now, somebody I could tell already hit the the boo, the yeah. thumbs down boo. Yeah. yeah. I feel like you have to, otherwise people forget to do it. But I know it's cheesy. Um, but what I'll tell you what is not cheesy is heffernandreap.com. Yeah. If you go to heffernandreap.com, uh, you can listen to old episodes. You can watch the show. You can listen to the show. We're everywhere you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Pandora, Stitcher, Podbean, iHeart, you name it, we're on it. And we're also a YouTube video. So there you go. And our tour dates are listed at heffernandreap.com. You want to know where John Heffern's going? Heffernandreap.com. You want to know where I'm going? Heffernandreap.com. For all your Heffern and Reap needs. Um, so where is your next gig, John Heffern? I am at the Punchline in San Francisco, September mm. 30th through October 2nd. That's San Francisco. Um, have not been in some time uh, because of COVID. Have not been. One of my favorite clubs. Um, looking I- forward to is that when is that two levels? Do they have a balcony? It's not. No, it's super small. What it's am small, I thinking of? Almost twenty five people. It's on top of. You're thinking of Cobbs. Yeah, I'm thinking of Cobbs. Okay, Cobbs is like yeah, yeah. I used to perform at Cobbs, but Punchline is the one that's been there forever. Did it's they the parking structure? Okay. Um, yeah. Did they have a kitchen fire like in the last? Five, ten years or something. I don't know. I think almost any comedy club probably contemplates a kitchen fire mm-hmm. and burn just burn it to the ground so they can stop. Sometimes I think that's a move, like, oh, sorry, we're gonna have to reschedule you. We had a kitchen fire. And so we're dealing with that. I was booked there one time and that actually happened. That's why I'm asking. Um, well, that's great, John. I left my heart in San Francisco. It's a beautiful town, beautiful city. I hope you have a good time. Um, I hope you sell lots of tickets. I know. I hope you uh, uh, now they're pretty strict with the COVID testing. Am I right? Yeah, I have to get tested every time I walk into the building. I get a rapid test uh-huh. and they're still doing masks on um, thing. So. You know, if you're morally against safety, then stay home. Um, Show up, show up. You know, I don't know. It is what it is. I'm over it. Yeah. So. uh, But I, I, if you're asking where I will be. I should. I'm so self-centered. It's okay. I was going to, I was going to, I was going to, I was waiting for you to ask me like I asked you. I don't know if I, if, if I'm being honest, I don't, I I need to. God, I have to stop being so, so. (laughs) I think I don't look at it as self-centered. I look at it as your mind is very busy and you have a lot of things you want to say and you don't want to forget them. It's a character flaw that, uh, uh, so don't take it personally, happens outside of the podcast also. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hey, let me just say something. I appreciate you admitting and saying that to me. That's very kind of you. Okay, hold on. Let me let me do better. Hey, John, one, I think you look beautiful today. And also, where are you performing this weekend? I, oh, I would thanks. Like to, to know about you. Well, thank you, John. I think you look pretty good, too. I like your hat. I like your flannel shirt and your glasses. You look very distinguished and, and blue so collar at the same time. Fun. Yeah. So you tell I'll me where I'm at and I'll show you my surprise. I'll be in Dallas, Texas at Highness Comedy Club. Dallas, Texas, Highness Comedy Club. Two shows Friday. Two shows Saturday. That's October 1 and October 2. Lovely club. I love the guy who owns it. I always have a good time when I go to Dallas. In fact, I'm contemplating, and maybe you can help me with this, John. Mm-hmm. I am contemplating staying Sunday 
an extra day because the Panthers will be playing the Cowboys in Dallas that weekend. Why would you not? You should. Two reasons why I'm not. Okay. One, I'm not drinking in October. So me at a football game. Not drinking. Not drinking. With people I don't really know that well, you know, 100%. Uh, Okay. Could be a problem. So if it weren't for that, I probably would. I've been known to do this before. Just like I'll find a ticket. You know, I'll ask the audience. I'll go on local radio. I'll be like, hey, who's got a ticket? You know, I'll sit with you. We'll we'll hang out. We'll drink together. I'll be your friend. Uh, but you got to get me in. <laughs> so and I do know a guy who works at a local. Uh, he, he, he works in Charlotte. He's a newscaster in Charlotte. He's a sports guy. His name is Will Kunkel. Shout out, Will. Great guy. Love sports. He's actually working that game for the TV station, and his wife will be there sitting by herself, and they gave me an invitation to sit with them. And I still i am going to come right. back because that's how serious I'm taking Sober October. That's all. Sorry. Wow. Um, well, it's good you're doing the Sober October thing. Yeah. I mean, it's commitment. I'm and nervous you about it. You go. It would be cool to be in the stadium. Yeah, right. Like, do you get, uh, I can do like, well, maybe I'll have one right. glass of wine. Like, it's just nothing. You're going completely sober. Yeah. And what, what sucks is I'm working almost every weekend in October as well. And I have a pre show ritual where I, I'll have a Red Bull, sugar free Red Bull, and a uh, little vodka, like one before the show. And now I'm thinking, my, that's going to mess up my ritual. I'm going to be around alcohol. It's going to be tough, but no biggie. I'll just zoom in, zoom out, do my shows, and then just, I'll just I just can't linger in the club. You know what I mean? Right. Right, yeah. right. Um, well, good luck with that. Uh, Thank so you. La- <laughs> so last week was, uh, when was it? Um, my favorite that time of the year. Uh, seven um, days ago. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously you know the, the song uh do you remember the 21st night of september, september. yeah in the night way out and then ah! so, I started thinking about that. Mm-hmm. so then i started thinking of um the the song wake me up when september ends yeah. the green day right. right and then you obviously have prince 1999 um I have an idea of, I don't have any lyrics, but first I think we come up songs that have days in them, like specific days. We should be working on that. So then next year when that, uh, that day comes, we have a theme for that day that we wrote. So we have to think of a day to write a song about. Hmm. That's random. Like why is September such a thing? Yeah. It's in a lot of songs. There's a lot. September's in. I don't even. I don't even know how many songs have September. I can think of three off the bat. Mm-hmm. Um, well, there's days of the week. So like Monday, Monday. Yeah, can't trust that day. And then like yeah. uh, Manic Tuesday, Monday. Manic Monday. There's Tuesday songs. Um, Sunday kind of love is mm-hmm. a thing. Really, not a lot of Thursday. There's, <laughs> right. there's not a lot of Thursday or Wednesday. You would think there would be a well, maybe there's a Wednesday. Is there a Wednesday song? Leave it in the, com- leave in the not, comment section. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not looking up any of these because I'll get sidetracked. But we need to find this like some where there's some wiggle room. Like yeah. so, maybe we need to write a song about a Wednesday in November. Oh, cold November rain. Oh, Wednesday in November. Uh, there is a November rain. But I think like you get like January after the first, right? After January 1st is always this weird, you know, performing is a weird time because everybody's so holidayed out. Right. That nothing, everyone is kind of like, oh, I'm not going out. We just had to go out minus pre-COVID when things were normal. And then February kicks in when it's Valentine's. Uh, February, March. There, There is a song. I just looked it up as we were talking. About Wednesday, Macklemore. Remember Macklemore? Okay, he's got a song called Wednesday Morning. 
there obviously there's children's songs about Wednesday because that's you know part of uh, and then Lisa Loeb has one called Waiting for Wednesday. Hmm. There's a couple of more. John Lee Hooker, Wednesday Evening Blues. Okay. Um, but yeah, I what about like, can you look up months? Like what songs? What songs have uh, been written the most? Okay. September has to win. We got November Rain. Uh, we got Amy Winehouse, October Song, September Girls uh, by Big Star, February Stars by Foo Fighter, um, June Hymn by the – oh, this is crazy. Oh, no, that's that's a hymn. <laughs> Sorry. I thought that was a real rock star. Uh, Pale September, Fiona Apple. Remember her? So, it, so September has the most so far. We're on like five for September. Yeah. December, my December. Yeah, so I'll bet you November, December, September, and then like a June or a July has the most. I don't see anything. Well, there's got to be an October song. Yeah, October all over. Uh, Maybe there, right. there's a, a J.P. Cooper September song. There's another one. Yeah, the, the, you're What's right. September song. That's what it's called. Is September song? Yeah. Do you know who J.P. Cooper is? Uh-uh. I don't either. Like September, like I was thinking, what if we write a song that sings about September and all the songs that are in it? Oh, I got you. Here's September song. He looks like a Rastafarian, a white guy who looks like there's been a Rastafarian kind of dude. Yeah, I don't. I think it's one of them songs that doesn't have the word of the title in the song. Uh, maybe we write a song about September and we just reference all the September songs. Oh, yeah. Do a mashup. We need like a theme where people are excited that it's going to be. Oh, I like it. Why don't we have a song about all the months? So we have a November rain reference in there. We have Moody Blues or Monday Blues. Oh, yeah, we do. We do a song about all of the months, and it's like, and that, and that would work for every every day of the year. Because they have what's the old school like February, my heart to bump on still January. I want some more. <laughs> yeah, right. So yeah, yeah. We're doing all year where you just go through each month, right? Okay. And you kind of reference whatever song's in there. And and the whole theme of the song is our 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 beats are all year or something. I don't know. Hmm. Well, that's I'm, that's, I'm that's in a some music homework. Mood. I'm in a music mood because this weekend we decided to go out, like like physically leave a house. So I was in charge of coming up with like a date night and I was stressed. Okay. Because I don't, you know. Do you go play lasers? What's a date night anymore? I don't even. I don't even know. Like every, everybody has everything they want at their house. You can mm-hmm. have a drinking night. You can have a, a make dinner night. It's all right. You don't want to. You want to be around cops. So I found this brewery slash winery kind of by me, uh, and then I went and I saw their tickets. It was a Van Halen cover band. Ooh, um, and you had to buy tickets, and then you got your own bourbon barrel. That was your table. So you got your own seating and then that place was yours and you could order charcuterie boards, wine tasters, beer tasters. And it's just, but you're, you're sitting. Cause I've reached the age where if I go to a concert, that's fine, but I'm not standing. Mm-hmm. I watch the entire concert just sitting down. Remember that place we used to go at, at in Laurel oh. Canyon, the Canyon club. Yeah. I forgot to respond. You sent me a clip of me singing John Waite's song. I can't. And I didn't know where that was from. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember. That. Um, yeah, so so we went there, and I got all excited, and it was the band was called Panama or something. And this drunk guy gets on stage, and he's like, "Ladies and gentlemen, Panama!" And kind of nobody claps because everyone's just eating. And I think the Tigers were playing, and then there's a football. Michigan State was on. There's kind of a lot, like people were going, and then the guys get on stage, and they're dressed like Van Halen. 
Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm so far I'm liking this. I'm uh, but I'm spoiled because you've seen Steel Panther or they used to be called Metal School just in Los Angeles. I think one of the greatest. They're not even cover band anymore. They have awesome songs. Yeah, they Once have original you see them, songs. It's yeah. hard to see anybody else because you just think that they're faking it. Because those yeah. guys, uh, Michael Don, those guys are so good. Yeah, that is exactly yeah. what every tribute band should aspire to be. Uh, it's. And they have their own songs that you're excited about them singing their own stuff opposed to 80 stuff. Yeah. So the band gets on stage and, you know, uh, and the, so you're kind of expecting a guy's going to be like Eddie Van Halen. It's, it's kind of tough. So he get, gets in all the, the guitars look like Van Halen. And then the lead singer guy gets up uh, and looks at the thing and he kind of looks like David Lee Roth. And he, I think he kind of sounds like him, but the sound system sucks. But literally, here's the first word out of his mouth. He puts his hand like this so he can see, so he can see the crowd. He puts yeah. his hand, which I hate when comics do that. If somebody's talking in the back room and they go like they put that hand so they can see him. Yeah, that shows a non-dominant position. You never do that. You just look in the direction. Okay. You, don't, you don't try to cover the eyes. So he goes, we're, we're Panama. Hey, we're pa- I, I can't even do David Lee Roth, but he's like, we're Panama. And we're we're going we're to play some Van Halen. And people are like, Woo! he's like, we're going to play uh, about an, an hour of deep cuts and B-sides. And then we're going to play two hours of hits. Now let's start with the B-sides. And then he turns to the guitar uh, drummer and the drummer plays and they start playing. Then they get to song four and they're still playing. And then I was pissed because I'm thinking, who who starts with an hour of here's yeah. shit nobody knows? Right. Why would you admit it? And why wouldn't you start if you're right. a cover band right. with right. just play the hits? Yeah. That's why they're there. I, even if I were seeing the real Van Halen. And, and they, they went, said those and they, went, and they went deep cut. I would go to the bathroom and get a beer or something. And come back. For the, so for the and then they played nothing. Like oh. nothing anybody knew unless you were a really big Van Halen. But then I don't even know if so the guy playing Eddie never left. He was off in the corner, never left where he played guitar, never moved from this spot once. Right. So if right. you want to see a Van Halen cover band, Eddie Van Halen was all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. He's not hanging out in the corner. But I don't even know if their instruments were plugged in, to be honest with you. They could be like now cover bands, kid have an iPad and just hit a button. Right. I heard keyboards and there wasn't anybody playing keyboards. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it could just be one track and they're just lip syncing and doing air guitar, huh? Then the guy would do, did this thing where he, he brought like a bachelorette party out and they danced because they were forced to dance. They didn't want to dance. And then when they got done, now there's six people on the dance floor. He turns it back to everybody and he starts talking to the drummer for three minutes, maybe. Like now there's people on the dance floor and he just didn't take advantage of it. That's why I would have jumped into jump or yes, any dancey thing that you actually have the four women that were at the place. Yeah. 90% dudes. It was like Smurf village ratio. Uh, and then he would do this move where he would walk out, <laughs> just kept showing his butt he just kept showing his butt. But I think the guy was like 60. I was going to ask how old are these guys? Well, I sent uh, a video to Alan, and you can see our view at one point. I, I think there's sound. I'm not sure. Um, if you want to play that, Alan, it's oh yeah. Oh my god! No way! Yeah. Well, but, but I'm, you really that's hear a, the sound system was like, yeah. and he would just stand. Yeah, that's a hell gig for those guys, too. I mean, if you're going to do a hell, because if he's uh, the tables, it's people are eating. It looked like a nice restaurant with tablecloths and I saw wine glasses. And this dude's up yeah. there. like He looks like. He looks like he should be at a keg party and you guys are at a fine dining restaurant. It looked out of place. It was funny. When we walked in there uh, and I, I don't have better um, thing, we sit down and I look at my show and I go, um, oh, do we have a, oh, okay. I can't. So I'm going to show you this. This might be horrible. Yeah. You can't see it. Uh, 
What's happening to Scrat? Oh, is he on stage? Uh, just you kind of see the stage with the little how the tables are yeah. set up. Right. Okay. okay. So first thing I on my thing, I'm looking and I'm like, the seat, seat, the thing seats about 300 people, and you're outside and there's a stage. I looked at Michelle and I go, um, "Me and Reap should do a show here." <laughs> this winery, and I literally go, "Me and Reap should do a show here." And then she goes, "Are you always working?" <laughs> right. <laughs> Shut up. I, I uh, well, that's cool. Uh, I have. I don't understand why they wouldn't play the hits right out the gate. That's pretty stupid. Um, I do love a good tribute band. There's one here that we had. Um, oh God, Throwdown Jones. These dudes, they're all great musicians, mm-hmm. and they get together and they do. It's like an '80s hair metal cover band, and they do some good. They do some. It's a fun time. The guy, what I love about the lead singer, and I've they've been on the country ish show. Right. Uh, what he does, what I, what I love, he does a thing with his hands. So when he sings, he'll do a point when he sings. Right. right? Sometimes he'll it'll be this way, like he's reaching out, and then sometimes it's up here. Like, I need you. Like, he's good with the hands. Sometimes it's sideways, and it's all fingers. But me and Alan were counting how many hand gestures does he have. This is like, I'm giving you my love. And then this is, I want your love. Yeah, yeah. And then this, this is like, wait is, a minute. Well, yeah, this is like, hold off on hold the love. On. And the side is just like, where we don't. Think I'm trying about to understand. <laughs> <laughs> What do you want, a man? But now I know. And then the hands come back. I think we should be friends, not so much lovers. And then back to you. So that's yeah, that's definitely yeah. He's got he he took a class and how to do the hands, and I love that because he's got these leather wristbands on. It's funny, and they, it does a lot of ah, wow. you know, yeah, like a good yeah, scream. Yeah. I was wondering, like, so those guys that are in cover band, um. They they meet women, mm-hmm. and and they and they go home with them, right? I'm I'm sure that there was a Neil Diamond impersonator that yeah. met a woman and went. But aren't you already? You're starting your relationship off on a lie. Yeah, when the highest both- compliment that they will ever receive is you sound just like them. And is a person going home with that person? I mean, they kind of think that they're going home with the whoever they're impersonating. I have befriended right? uh, an Elvis impersonator. I did the country music tour uh, cruise a while mm-hmm. back. They had four Elvis impersonators on the ship. They're the closest ones to my age because everyone else was old on that ship. But anyway, right. Right, right. I hung out with these dudes. One was from England. One was two of them from England. One from like the UK, uh, Australia, one from Canada. But anyway, they had girlfriends on the ship. And I was, I was, mes- I was like, I wonder what, what they think. And I will say now that the two that I knew are no longer with those girls. <laughs> so I, maybe it's a short term fantasy in the girls heads. Like, Oh, I'm going to imagine that it's Elvis. As long as I can, but at some point that's going to wear off. Right. That's what would draw you to them in, in a, yes, I'm making broad strokes. I'm not talking women to men. This is equally a guy could see a woman dressing like one of the women from heart in, in, (laughs) but if you're watching them for an hour of a cover band Mm -hmm. and you're falling in, you're, you're, you're going, I'm attracted to this person. You're attracted to them performing them with the music, everything that makes, People on stage more, you know, attractive. You're 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 six foot higher than everybody physically. You're on a stage. There's yeah. lights. You're on. Everybody's focusing on you. We get that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when somebody goes home, like is it's such a do you, do you spend? Does the guy spend the next forty five minutes going? Well, I don't really be this guy. I'm I'm really in this my my other band Sledgehammer, and we've got a record deal. And you blow off that you're in a a techno new wave eighties cover band, and that's why you're playing Devo co- Diva Devo covers. <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, yeah. But you know, I, I, like we'll you said, to everybody. But I think, I think the, are you you're starting off not who you are because yeah. the person literally meets you as a different human being. 
Yeah. And then over time you get to know that person and they're either cool or they're not. And then you'll, and then maybe if you're, if you're cool with it, you're like, Oh, well that's still kind of neat that my partner, my significant other does this thing. And it brings so much joy to people. So it's, that's, it's okay. I think it's fine. <laughs> Are you asking, I mean, I, um, I wouldn't do it. You know, I don't well, wanna, I wonder just about cover acts like that after seeing, right. Cause there's weird union, uh, union stuff they have to pay. Um, like bars have to pay ASCAP and BMI to play music. If you hear music at a bar, that's not free. Right. Um, I discovered on my brother when we went to North Carolina, he had a, this Roco TV. Roco, did I say yeah. right? R- R- Roku? Yeah. And there's channels on there. And there's this thing on there called Loop TV. I've never heard of it. Okay. And it's 80s Loop. So you put it on, it's just 80s videos, and it's on a loop. It's literally called Loop TV. I love it. And if you had that uh, for your bar or business, you would pay them. I, I read the whole thing because I'm like, how do you – it's like 79 bucks for the month, and they pay for all the rights for you to play it. And then you could have every four videos, the John Reed Bar and Grill, Nacho say it. Like, yeah. if you're just at a bar and you see, you can put info. It's a whole thing. So I'm obsessed with that channel. Every night when I go to bed, I put it on this loop thing. Uh, it's free. Well, and I then you that. play. They, they've played a lot of prints that I've never seen before. Wow. Like there's videos that you you've you think you've seen every print song, but I've never seen Never Take the Place of Your Man or the long version of uh, anyway. Yeah, um, that's cool. Yeah. So then I somehow then I started thinking those people in Vegas who do you know, there's a, a, a Joan Rivers impersonator. Right. Like yeah. comics that impersonate other comics. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, so if the Joan Rivers guy or woman or whatever they identify as, right, who's Joan Rivers, is doing Joan Rivers material. They're hmm. not writing a full new Joan Rivers act. They're doing. Well, how could they? Who I mean, did, do they have to pay the estate of that person? Because if so, I think that's kind of a bullshit job as a comic. Yeah. Not as a band. Right. But do do cover bands in Vegas have to pay some type of fee to for playing those songs? I wish we I have no idea. I know we wouldn't know this. Good question. And then what um well now that she's passed away, it's probably get away with it more. I would hate it if I were alive and there was another comedian doing a John Reap tribute show. Like it's Ron Jeep and, but he's just doing me. Why well, no Gallagher, right? There was Ga- Gallagher. And then there was Gallagher too, his brother. T O O. Yeah. So in the newspaper, old school, it would say Chaplin's comedy club, Detroit, uh, you know, so-and-so Haywood banks and Gallagher too, almost right. like, and also Gallagher, but that's not how it was written. Right. So then people would go and they would see, it, but the guy would do Gallagher's material. Yeah, yeah, he bought it from him legally. Bought it, and then they sued. Then, then he sued him to get his act back, and he lost. Because <laughs> <laughs> his brother said, "Well, we did this legally. We had an agreement. You were tired of touring. I'm younger than you. I look just like you. You said I could have your act, and I'd do it. And now I'm loving it. And now you're getting jealous because I'm showing up." And he's like, well, I want my act back. He's like, oh, no, I'm not doing it. We had an agreement. And so, yeah, he that's interesting. He lost it. Um, so that's the only ones I know of. I, I know I know of uh, Joan Rivers and the Gallagher, too. Is there any other comedians that are that have a tribute person? I think the, I haven't been to Vegas in 100 years, but I remember seeing that. I think the Joan Rivers one was like an hour long show. So it yeah. wasn't even like you you as a comic. There's a lot of comics that go, hey, you know, it'd be weird if so-and-so was on your navigational system and then they'll do, you know, the, they'll do impressions. Mm-hmm. But not just a full hour of the impression. Yeah. I saw in, in the local, uh, there's a place here called the Silver Bullet. Wayno. Oh, you've been. I've been there. Yeah. The place is yeah. awesome. At Wayno's, uh, they had a guy named Chasen Aldine. Not Jason Aldean, Jason Aldean, like you're chasing him. And he was a tribute guy who just did Jason Aldean. I didn't go see him, but that's pretty specific. If you're, I mean, you know, like I wonder if he 
mixes it up and does, you know, Willie Nelson or Johnny Cash. He's just chasing Al Dean songs. How would we, I don't know, find, maybe three of them. We got to find out if the, if like a guy like that, so he goes to that place, um, right? And he makes, make, who, who even knows, 1200 bucks. Yeah. If that, right? But let's say he makes 1200 that not, does any of that get kicked back to the artist that he's literally just being right. Right. I feel like there's an argument there that, um, the, the, now, the listen, I, if I was, if I was Jason Aldean, which I don't know any songs that he sings, right. I can't think of one off the top of the head, but I'm sure we've heard them. Okay. So I, what, what if they did this? If I was Jason Aldean, mm-hmm. I would have a, a Jason Aldean certification program. <laughs> right, so yeah. my, my Jason L. Dean certification camp. Right, uh, and, and and with your certification, you get three Jason L. Dean flannel shirts. I'm playing some Jason L. Dean for you. Three. This is what you get. You get three shirts. You get three shirts. You get two pair of pants, and you get a catalog to sing ten songs. Oh, okay. With my Jason Aldean program, I'm going to show you how to put on shows, pack them, and sing my number one hit. I don't, I don't even know. Drowns the whiskey. It is a turnkey business. $20,000 cash. We'll set you up. We'll set you up with flyers. We'll have a photo shoot. We'll even teach blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yes. If you call right now, we'll throw in a pair of sunglasses. Yeah. Uh, I see it. And we'll also show you 15 minutes of Randy Travis. That would be great. You you can do a a costume change and get three, and you just certify everybody. And you only go to Jason Aldean, certified performer. That would Um, be absolutely hilarious if, like, some big artist like that who knew that they had a tribute guy would would start that program just like for real and just just to mess with the guy. You know, you could build a fake website. Uh, That'd be hilarious, man. Right, because I mean, like Burke Kreischer, he could get he could certify Burke Kreischer's, yeah, right? Right. Like, why would you not have? The, there's that comic I forgot his name, um, who created this uh, play called "Defending the Caveman." Yes. Wow, oh, yeah. I forgot about that. That I was a big that, thing. Yeah, I forgot the comic's name, but he created it, did the show, and then he was one of the first. I could be wrong with first guys, but then he realized if I teach this how to do the show to five other comics i can be in five other cities at the same time and sell those out and then he would have comics come through and they would memorize the mm-hmm. whole men are uh defending the caveman it was just a play just a one-man show just the stand-up but he would give it to him and he made a billion dollar like i wish yeah. i had info but he did super well he was and i yeah. think it's still going and yeah that's like the blue man group that you know there's different blue men all the time. That's awesome, dude. Um, you, can I bring up something real quick? A little subject change? You do a subject yeah. Change? Do you have Every it right there? Subject change. Uh, you and I have a fun thing that we do on Facebook from time to time. Mm-hmm. John Herfern is a verified page on Facebook. I am a verified page on Facebook. And so just to get attention from other verified pages – and just steal their followers. We'll go to random ones and leave a comment. And I did that, and I tagged you. Uh, you D. Allen Jackson, do you have the one that I did? Um, and, John, you, you're the one who told me to follow this page. Uh, Liz Marie Blog. Oh, I love her stuff. What, so tell everybody what, that, what this is. What the blog is? Yeah, what what is this about? I just love this the style of how she does her homes. It's very um yeah, it looks cool. Farmhouse chicish. Yeah. Um, everything's super plain colors, everything's very neat. Yeah. I get a lot of ideas. Um, yeah. Yeah. So she posted uh, uh this picture of these uh chandeliers that are circular globe shaped chandeliers. She said, I found some great crystal globe pendant lighting dupes for crystal lighting in our front living room. And I thought like, I'll leave a comment on this. I said, nice. Yeah. You never know when a disco party might break out. Cause it looks like a disco ball. Yeah. Yeah. And then I said, Hey, John Herfren. And I tagged you. We were just talking about this. Yeah. As we do on most of these. I think 52 people like reacted to it and I've got 
four comments here. Um, Thomas, this one. Some, I do so many to you, and you don't reply to some. I think it's just like time of day. Looking yeah. At the phone. Oh, yeah, yeah. It just yeah. happens. No, yeah. it's fine. Uh, Thomas Ubert said, Ma said I could have one of the discotheque parties when I get all the cows potty trained. Okay. Uh, Lisa said, John Reap, you're killing me with these comments. Okay. Just need to do, just need to move the couches. Yeah. So people got on here and they're, they're playing with us, but I got like 52 people to react to that. I'm hoping I stole some of her followers. My goal is to, and I do this on country is to get the original person to also leave a comment. I, I don't think I've ever in the history of us doing that. I've never gotten anybody. Because I think I, people think we're we're shitting on him. I did not. get I got Cy Robertson from Duck Dynasty. He responded to you? Yeah. Well, whoever runs his page responded to me. I don't know if it's him doing it. He's probably too old to do it. Um I got maybe I got one. I think there was a Chelsea Handler and Joe Coy one. Are they dating or something? So Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I comment on that. That was one that I was gonna like go deeper, but I, I just didn't. <laughs> Are they dating? Do we know the answer to this? I don't know. I saw it on uh, TMZ's site. Yeah. I wonder if they do date, if they sit around a kitchen table and then they have prearranged conversations and then Chelsea then reads it and then Joe Coy only, like jumps in. It's <laughs> like his funny out, out and yeah. then they go to commercial. Yeah. 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 They're probably in their, their every conversation with, uh, we'll be right back after these things. <laughs> yeah that show you ever do that show not chelsea oh no i did I, mm-hmm. oh my god i did it one time i didn't get a word in yeah it's hard because kevin hart was on the panel with me before he blew up to mega status yeah it was me and kevin hart chelsea and i even forgot the other people but i just remember shaking my head like I couldn't even get a word in because Kevin Hart, you know, we all love Kevin Hart. Fine, funny. And what if it's your thing? I'm not, I'm not dissing the guy, but he would literally start talking and not have a point at the beginning of the sentence and, and just, but just like filibuster until he thought of something and then, and then it would come in. And I'm like, I wrote some stuff down. I'd like to say, you know, <laughs> and I couldn't get to it because he wouldn't shut up. There, that show, if you didn't watch it, it was they would just take news stories and then they'd have five comics around a table and Chelsea would read the news story and then you'd round robin it. But you literally had to have one word answers to two. There's there's kind of like the um, there there's some like Joe Coy that I'm trying to think of the people that were regulars on there. So uh, they got like four words. Fortune Feimster. But they're like, yeah, so I have a, a Florida guy got uh, arrested for trying to have sex with the vacuum. And then it would go to you. And if you're like, boy, that guy, they would just cut because you said, boy, that guy. So you just go, that sucks. <laughs> and then move on to the next one. And then right. Joe Coy would be like, yellow. <laughs> and then it would just go on. Also in Wyoming, like it was a, such a weird yeah, it was like a weird show, but it got so many people famous, though. There's it so did. many people. Josh, that, that, Josh Wolf, right? Josh, all Wolf. those guys all popped because of that show. Mm-hmm. And they were funny. Josh they Wolf had a show too on CMT for a minute called the Josh Wolf Show. That was almost just like it was a country it's supposed to be the country version of that. And I did that show three times. On yeah, CMT. those shows were like you can't. It, it's like you ever do morning well. I, I don't even know if there is morning radio in cities anymore. Um, There's what some. You do, uh, what you would do those morning shows. And I remember doing somewhere they go, okay, we're, we're going to stop down for one segment, which meant you had about three minutes. Mm-hmm. Like John Hefford, John Hefford, you're at the, the try the good nights in Raleigh. This is uh, this these shows. Uh, John, like what's the, <laughs> I heard you had a tough flight in, and you're like, "Yeah, my friend." War of the Roses, and then they would just go, "Thanks, buddy." You get up and you shake. Right. Can we get a picture? And you're like, "What the fuck? Why did I just wake up at five yeah. o'clock in the oh, morning?" You could have just. I could have. Yeah. We could have recorded this in the afternoon yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a pain, but uh, yeah, a lot of people got famous on that show. So that's what's what we're trying to do is uh, get people to talk to us on. Instagram, Facebook, verified pages. And Liz Marie is one of them. Is there someone else that you and I should be following? Hey, leave in the comment section for me and John Heffern. Do you want 
Who should me and John Heffern specifically for the Heffern and Reap show? Should we be following so that we could leave comments on their pages? And then y'all weigh in with us. So far, we've been saying stuff like, uh, oh, my God, we were just talking about this. Yeah. And then the other person has to say, I know, right? Do we? Should we change it up a little? I think so. Should, should we go a little bit more in depth? Yeah. Because what we're doing, we're not stirring the pot. We're just just basically doing just putting a couple of words to get people to look at it. But we need to do something – you know, controversial or alarming or shocking to get people to respond more, but not to get deleted because the person could easily delete your comment. So it has has to be a passive aggressive sort of thing, you know? Yeah. I'm looking now, like even on my thing, there's people I don't follow in my newsfeed. So I just looked, it was like Steve Byrne and then it was Andrew Dice Clay who I don't follow, but then there's a big follow him. But he's yeah. showing up in my feed all the time, right? I, I don't, I don't follow him. I wonder why that's, that's happening to me too. There's people. I think it's because they must have been connected somehow, and Facebook is trying to get you to. to okay, follow. I have I follow Alan Jackson. I only follow the Alan Jackson. I don't follow this guy. <laughs> um, I'm gonna follow that guy. Forever blooming, Linda Mall. She she shows you how to how to put flowers in a in a boot. We should rec- maybe we should follow like bands that are from the eighties who are actually still touring and doing stuff that are verified, you know, how come we're not following, um, Toto? Are they still out there? There's a lot. We should yeah. do that. Let's follow Let's, let's make a point. Oh, Christopher cross. That, that guy. Oh man. He, he's uh, me here in Detroit, like at some bar. Wow. I would love yeah. to go see him. <laughs> he's got like, like a lot of songs. Yes. I mean, it's half of Yacht Rock on Sirius XM. There's a guy on, because you listen to it too. If you listen to Yacht, uh, Yacht Rock, mm-hmm. Michael McDonald. Yeah. Okay. He, I, I don't know if he's ever sang a full song by himself, but I hear him on so many songs where he's just the, like, he says three words. He's like Drake or the, who's the guy from the, the bald guy from Miami who just pops into a song oh. and just, uh, oh, uh, oh, uh, oh. <laughs> another pit- one he j- j- just says oh like, pitbull, like, so yeah pitbull yeah yeah christopher cross is like so it's just a long way to go and then michael mcdonald's like long way to go make it to the border of mexico but that he only has three like three right. words but yeah. he does it on almost everybody's song dude he's kind of like it uh doing what the uh the comedian did for um the man cave the 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 caveman, right? Like he's like, I'm so good. I'm just gonna I, be. On. I'm just gonna be on everybody else's stuff as well. That's how much you're gonna want me. I remember like the movie Arthur with Dudley Moore. Yeah, I mean that's all Christopher I Cross. I bet you we can get. I want to try to get Christopher Cross on the podcast. He oh, he, yeah. he plugs enough stuff on his that I feel he's gettable. He's so social. That's that true. I, I think he would come on our podcast. We need to start doing that. Just why don't we just start interviewing tr- uh, old school eighties, nineties people who are still out there doing stuff? Because now we can get them, like you just said. I've tried to get. I've tried to get mall people. I tried. I to know you tried to get guy Debbie Gibbs. Um, I've tried to every person I've ever tried. I've failed. Well, I'm Unless gonna, that's I'm going to try to. I'm going to go for round two. I'm going to give it a whirl. See what happens. Yeah, you're getting guests on country-ish that are, I feel, better friends of me <laughs> than you. And right. they're on your podcast, but mm. won't be on, you know. Did you reach out to some of them? <sighs> That's the thing. I don't ask. Well, I, I, country-ish? This, this podcast, what we have, me and you, mm-hmm. uh, originally I was like, well, this will just be me and John. It'll be very low maintenance. It's just me and John. So if we're going to start doing homework and getting guests, that's a whole nother ball game. But we could totally do it. We've had a couple of guys zoom in from here and there, but I think it's a good idea. But I mean, we get one. Yeah, yeah. I just hate asking people because they all say no. How, how do you get like like on your country? Is you? Uh, it's probably not a thing. You you have a friend of mine, Kelsey Cook, coming on. Yes. Right. Uh, how did you get Kelsey? All things comedy. All things comedy, that network. 
Umbrella, I reached out to them. I said, here's a list of people I would like to have on the podcast that you host country ish. (laughs) And they said, all right, we'll see what we can do. And that was one that got back. Um, So you're having, so you're having Kelsey on who is extremely funny, probably on 20, 20 dates a year with me for the last uh, three, three years. So she has a segment that she does. Uh, um, that you probably will ask her about. Okay, uh, which is a foosball champion, right? Kelsey's a, a foosball. She's very good at foosball. Her dad was a yo-yo, yo-yo thing. Mom wrote the book on foosball, but she she has a segment called uh, Wrist of Fury. Yes, she challenges comedians to foo- foosball. You were on there. Yeah, yeah. I, I, guess who came up with it? Hmm. John Heffron. Guess who told her that she should do it? Of course. Of course. Not of course. Has she been on this podcast? (laughs) I raised you, Kelsey. I raised you. Oh, man. That's right. And look look at the thanks that you get. Uh, you know, don't even give me started. No good deed goes unpunished. You know this. What other ideas do you have for her? I had, I came up with her shirt idea. Oh, the 1985 champion. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, that's my shirt. Cause she had a, uh, I mean, she's super funny. These are, we, we brainstorm, I think most of these together eating a French dip at some restaurant mm-hmm. uh, during the day. So that's, so they're, they're Kelsey's ideas, but you know how I, yeah, 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 yeah. Did career. you, uh, she does you another know. one where she puts makeup on people without a um, mirror. They'll sit down and put makeup yeah. on each other. Did you, did you come up with that one? Did not come up with that one. Makeup tutorial is her. The, the foosball one is her. But, you know, sometimes. But but you're going to like her. She, she's super fun. I won her the one time. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Oh, do we want to? So, so this podcast, right? Mm-hmm. We like to talk about 80s, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But we're comedians. Do we want to talk about other comedians? Is that we, gossipy? I mean, maybe we should have a gossipy thing. Not in a mean way. I'm not in my heart. I'm not a mean person. No, but it would, you know, get some attention. Maybe if we just, we could, we could fake it. What if we like right now, this is people who like us are listening to this and they could be in on the joke where we pretend to have uh, a bold statement about one of them. And we just cut that clip out and put it out there. And then once they finally get back to us, we're like, what the hell? Like, oh, you got to listen to the whole thing. We, we made it all up. It's just for, just to get you to respond and just to get some attention. But, yeah, but, but know, what like, do we do? Brad, yeah, I don't know. We'll have to think about that. I'm looking at my Instagram now, like Brad Williams. He's a good sport. We can, uh, that's a good guy to go after. <laughs> yeah. Knock him a, down a notch or two. Whoa, I see what you did there. Because he's... Uh, Oh. Uh, I I accidentally unfollowed somebody and then I refollowed them. Um, I don't know why, uh, but uh, I unfollowed and then refollowed Ari Shafir. Mm-hmm. See, so what I did is I don't I can't log into any of my social media stuff, right? Like for some reason, it just why there's no password, and then you said, "Hey, can you send me back a new you password?" Forgot, so you forgot your password, but it, I can't even reset it. So I finally got into Twitter and I was just, I wanted to not follow anybody mm-hmm. like insane with Instagram. Right. I follow like a couple thousand people, but I want to, I want to blow out everybody. Right. And almost have zero. Yeah. Just I, did that, I did that on Twitter a long time ago. Yeah. I, I, but I literally physically can't. So, <laughs> so I just go through and on my timeline, I'll look at it and I just unfollow almost anybody I see in my timeline. Yeah. And then it changes up your, your timeline, then it's it's almost like you walked into a new mall or something. You're like, who are all these people? Yeah, I don't know this person, right? Because and how they get there? You. So Ari, <laughs> which these are funny, uh, puts up. He has fans do his tours, like he has. A, he names his tours differently every week, which is which is a really funny idea, right? Because we, uh-huh. you and I, were talking about naming tours and apparently a manager told you at one time uh, you, you, if you named your tour you would sell more yeah. tickets and so we were kind of talking about and making fun of the fact that people name their tours and we don't have one and then here's Ari renaming his tour 
Like he, I yeah. think he has the fans do it. The fans, he does fans and, he, and he promises that he, his deal is you do one, I'll post it no matter how horrendous it is. Right. Right. So he doesn't have, this isn't coming from his brain. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, yeah, I'm kind of, I don't, I don't need to see this all the time. You know, it's so funny about people giving advice. Um, so I heard you should name your tour. Right. But I always thought it was funny if you're only doing clubs, it, it's, it seems stupid. <laughs> right. right? I, I just don't, I just don't like it. And then I was reflecting on my career and thinking about all the advice that I listened to. And then looking back, you realize this was all dumb. I, I should have just done everything the way I wanted to. And I would have been in the same exact place. So I shot a special that we were going to sell for to Netflix right before like all the arena rock guys start getting specials. Like, so there's a moment on Netflix where if you had an iPhone, you could record your special, put it up and Netflix would air it. And then you had a special on Netflix. Right. Right. Then Netflix started getting into production of specials and started giving production ideas to, to, to like um, uh, who's the Asian girl who's, who's pregnant on every special. Oh, Who, can't, can't no. see something. Yeah. Um, Wong. Wong. So Wong, Eliza, these, these are even Wong, like, yeah. like big chunks of cash to them to do a special, but then now it's a Netflix presentation. So they were, they weren't buying any production companies outside of Netflix. Mm-hmm. So I, with my awesome timing, put all my money down and shot my own special and then went to sell it to Netflix. Robbie, the guy who, who sees, um, who buys specials didn't even open the link. Right. Oh, you can tell yeah. didn't even open it, but it was right when the arena rock guys. So there's like five people that have special, like the, right. The, the there's Dave Chappelle and or the, either there's like the, the, yeah, the high school uh, yearbook committee guys, right. Those are the only people that would get specials. So I I was mad at everybody. I'm like, well, this was a good special. The material was good. I just spent six figures shooting it. Mm-hmm. And then he said, well, <laughs> it wow. wasn't shot on a jib. So a jib shot is, so I had five cameras uh, wow. all around the, the club. A jib is when, when you're, when you're watching it and you see the cameras like rolling. Mm-hmm. Or it's coming from really high up in the air, right. and then the camera comes down. That's on a big crane thing. It's a jib. Right, right. That was a decision I made. I didn't have 20 grand to use a jib. So I'm mm-hmm. like, we don't need a jib, right? There's a lot of TV specials that are shot not on jibs. Yeah. So they go, well, it, it wasn't shot on a jib, so it just doesn't look like even though it was shot in 4K. I shot it in 4K before 4K was even a thing. They're like, it just, it needed some, It need, you needed a jib. Then I turn on TV and I see, I don't, I don't know who she is. Uh, she was really funny. I watched a moment of her, this comic who shot her special in front of a, a brick wall in a parking lot. <laughs> with one camera. Yeah. And you never That's saw right. the audience. And she's literally in like, you know how you have apartments and then you can park your car underneath the parking lot. Mm-hmm. It's not even at a comedy club. There's a brick, there's a six foot tall concrete wall that you could jump over that probably leads in the next apartment building, and they shot it, and that, the, and then I just went, what, what, the, what the fuck? What, what about the jib? <laughs> right, and then yeah, uh, yeah, so that, I, that, 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 what, where, where is this special now? I, I, I hope it goes well, and I hope a million people see it. You know, where is it? Where's my special? Yeah, the one that you're that you shot yourself. You said you spent six figures on it, and I want to know: has is there is it anywhere that people can see? It's just on that hard drive. I can I, I can FedEx anybody this hard drive, and you can plug it in your computer. Uh, Ten thousand dollars, and I have limited. Uh, I, have t- I have ten tickets. <laughs> you, I mean, we were talking. You need to cut this up and put it on your YouTube, man. That would be like a. a I'm good fatter. Thing. And I talk about marriage. Like the whole thing is my wife, my, I did this and I came home and my wife. So as it was at a, a different place that I obviously I don't talk about anymore. So do, okay. you do, do you do it and just remove yourself and just go, just say, look, this is put it out there way back. Oh, I way literally name, name it the yeah. lost special, the giblets, the <laughs> right. the giblets lost special. Um, I don't know. 
pre-divorced Heffron. Yeah. I don't know. I think you do it anyway, because everyone does a throwback Thursday or way back Wednesday. Just use it for that. Put it up there on those days and and throw it out once a week. I think you could cut it up and do it. I think it's a smart thing to do. Um, real quick. Yeah. Last episode, mm-hmm. you teased the audience and me with something. And I'm going to try and do better for the audience at remembering what we did last episode. For those people who are binging this and are listening to one right after the next it's good to, to, to say what you were to do, what you uh, uh, read. Yeah. To do what you said you was going to do. Yeah. So last episode, you teased us with something and I, I want to bring it up. Now you bought a bunch of stuff on Amazon. It showed up. We were talking about pencil sharpeners and you said, Oh, I got this other thing. And you showed me a picture briefly on your phone. Yeah. So that, uh, that was, I bought the wrong thing and I just haven't returned it yet. I thought, it was a uh, uh, like a uh, a sauna, a gut sauna where it makes you sweat. Oh, yeah. But, it, but it, I can't. So, what is it? So I got it. <laughs> Wait, what are you doing? Okay, he's taking his shirt off, ladies and gentlemen, for the audio uh, listeners only. He looks like he's wearing a black. This is what I got by accident. Oh, it's like a girdle. Oh yeah. Now, what does that do? Now, turn around. Can you spin or is it going to mess up the cord? Okay. Uh, how do you get into that thing? Where, does it attach in the back? Is it Velcro? Is there straps? Is there hooks? So, and, and, so I got this, and this is supposed to, if you wear this and you put on a dress shirt, or a, this is, goes under my teeth. So here, here it is. <laughs> yeah. This is old guys that like wear their. Yeah, like. right. That's when I get out of the shower. That's where I put my towel. I'll do it like a chick almost. So <laughs> this, right. I guess I'm supposed to. Right. The, the, now. Okay. So the purpose for you was that maybe it would like uh, make you sweat more around your abs and you would lose the love handles. Right. That's oh. what, that's what you were thinking. See how pushy this is. This is so. <laughs> So this goes like this. You got spanks for your gut. And yeah, so this just looks like even sticking out my gut. Sorry, I'm trying to it, it kind of hurts if you sit, but it's supposed to hold your, your yeah. stomach. Well, is it working? Do we not like it? You're sending it back. I I'm just gonna keep it. I mean it yeah. yeah. At this it, point, I would keep it's it. Terrible, but you have to put it on. So yeah, I was gonna ask you, how did you get that thing off from your feet? I I tried putting it over my arms and I got stuck. So I pulled it up over my legs, just like what a imagine like a a mini skirt, like a girl, like a bodysuit. Those things that they wore in the eighties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, dude, they have those for guys. Those uh, (laughs) you ever date a girl had the like the bodysuit where there's it's like one the shirt goes into the crotch and then there's like a, a snap. Mm. Like you know, oh, at the garage between yeah, like a like a onesie for babies or something. Yeah, they have those for dudes now. That's a thing. Where your shirt oh. doesn't untuck. It's literally a body. I shirt. have seen these. Yeah. I am curious. Yeah. I don't tuck in. If I were a tucker inner, I would be intrigued by this. I remember I one time I walked in on my dad getting ready, getting dressed, mm. and uh I saw him stuffing. This is a dressed shirt with a collar. Stuffing his shirt tail in his underwear. Yeah. And then he would put his pants on. I go. Dudes had those. Um, you used to have clips that would go on the bottom of your shirt, like garters. Yeah. And it was attached those. to and your they would, socks. And they, and they would go to your socks <laughs> keep everything tucked in. Yeah. The things that people would do just to get the shirt to stay in the pants. That's just pull them out, man. But yeah, it's interesting, John. You could also tell people that that's not a girdle. You could say it's like a weight belt thing. Yeah, right. I just bust. I busted some ribs when I do my Muay Thai kickboxing. Right. I I like to, to toughen my ribs. Yeah, they should make it look like it's not a girdle. So the design on the the girdle looks like it's like gauze, like you strapped. You know, like. You would act literally wrap around you if you broke your ribs. So, so it looks that way for dudes yeah. in case you get caught wearing it. You know what I mean? 
I mean, you I'm obviously too. don't care. You showed all of us. So I, I, that's pretty brave, and I appreciate you doing that. Um, does it work? Do you sweat when you wear it? No, because it's not. All it is is like rayon or something. So it doesn't. It doesn't cause you to sweat. I thought I was getting the sauna one that was that takes the water away from you. Yes. See, when this I wore is, is just the tight, yeah, like super tight thing. I, I, I imagine a, if you had this on because I know, right? Women have like spanks, or I think, you know, the guys have. But if you went home with somebody and you had all that on, stuff. that would be that would be weird if you were like taking off this, like if a guy had this on and you reach in and maybe, and they're like, what is, what, what is this you're wearing? Then, then you're like, I've been lying to you all day. Like yeah, I, I'm it's not my body. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I wear spanks right. and this yeah. is, I have compression socks and things. And I mean, she would dry up right there. Right. I mean, that would just kill the moment. Don't you think spontaneous sex, you know, back in the, you know, back in the old, old school days, you know, you, you, you getting that off. Yeah. Cause yeah. Cause women had those girdles where it was so like their ribs would break. They were so tight. Like I, I've only right where they have to pull the rope. Like what was the way that guys took those off back then? Or was that not a thing? Was that, uh, did they have a question? How do you take it off? Do you go, you just take it off like a skirt, right? I don't know how I'm going to take this off. I think I pull it off, get it around my, my ankle, you know, knees and then off. I used to work at a, a place called RPS, which is uh, like U- UPS or a FedEx place. And I used to, I was a package handler and the, these boxes would come off a truck and I'd pick them up and put them in another truck. Best shape I've ever been in my life, but I had to wear a weight belt, right. you know, for your back. And I would, when I take it off, my belly just in that, where that weight belt was, was soaking wet. So it did work. Like I sweat specifically in that area more. So that's what you were trying to do, right? Yeah, I don't I I just had one 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 bad day where my stomach was so puffy outy. Can you do me I don't know if you'll do this. It's a big ask. Hmm. Could you take your pants off and then lower it down to make it look like a skirt f- for us right now? <laughs> big, are, are you wearing underwear I assume? No. What are you the next one? I think it would too much. I think it would be too. Because it's tight, isn't it? It'll be all up in your junk, wouldn't it? It's tight, yeah. I mean, your butt might look good in it. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe for the next one. Let's also do this on the show. I like like watching things on Netflix. You like watching things on Netflix. Not not a giblet special, but there are good shows on there, you know? You're you're watching a thing called Sex Education. We could talk about that next episode. Next episode, let's. I'm obsessed with this show. The soundtrack's awesome. The colors uh, of it, just how it's shot. Yeah. The material. At first, you you're just like, oh, is this a really dirty show? It kind of is, but it's done super well. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the the, the oh, mom God. is a sex therapist played by the lady from X Files. I forgot her name. Doesn't look like her. Like I haven't seen. Yeah. Somehow the she looks younger than what I, I remember her as on on X Files. Her red hair has turned white. Yeah. And she's a sex therapist and his son lives with her and it's about that. But it's uh there was a scene in there I was gonna ask you about. First episode. Yeah. Where a dude faked an orgasm. Yeah, that, that becomes big in the thing. The reason why they dive really deep into sexual stuff and why people are a certain way and what the thing is and the whole the whole thing of the show is the kid's mom is a therapist but he gives therapy to everybody in school for their sexual problems mm-hmm. cash and he oh. kind of, so he's like really like smart and he kind of listens to what his mom always says and he but it's hmm. yeah it's good though it's done really well Oh yeah, the Alan's pulled up the uh, trailer for it on Netflix. Sex Education. It's a English or British show. I would recommend the one thing I did with this is I did go mm-hmm. subtitles, mm-hmm. and it's helpful. Yes, I do that when I can't understand things, or yeah. if it's quiet, I have to turn the volume down because someone else is sleeping in the house. Yeah, subtitles. Yeah. I go subtitles. Um, yeah, but it's so good. It's so and and I will yeah, say. I, 
that yeah. the first scene was pretty dang sexy. <laughs> yeah, the whole thing's not like that. There's uh it yeah. goes all over the place, but it's good. It's good relationships, it's good parent relationships that the kids are like they're in high school. This one with my girl Jody, and this will get us amped, you know, in the mood. It's good. It's really good. So. Uh I want to recommend one more thing, and then let's wrap this up. Okay. Love on the Spectrum on Netflix. It's a must-see. Must Love on the Spectrum. It is a show that was shot in Australia. There, the Season two just came out. Oh, yeah. I watched this a year ago, season one. I was like, I love this show. It is about people who are on the spectrum with autism or whatever, and their quest to find true love. And this matchmaker pairs them up with each other. And there's some great characters. My mother, my uncle Kenneth was like on the spectrum. He, he was mentally handicapped, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, those kind of people have a special place. And when I watched it, it brought back, yeah, love on the spectrum. That girl's got autism. And these people aren't, they, they don't look weird. You wouldn't even know sometimes. This, this is my favorite one, that guy right there. And they're all Australians. They got these thick Australian accents and uh, just their quirks. And it's, I do, I will tell you, I was bawling at the end of this. Okay. I was bawling tears of joy. Gotcha. Okay. My heart was just like, Oh, I'm such a, yeah, I'm such a chick like that sometimes, but yeah, check those out. Let's talk Uh, talk about next week. All right, everybody, that was, is, we are John Heffern, John Reap. If you want dates where we're performing, we have a lot. John's busy all of October. Um, John's busy all of October. You can go to heffernandreap.com. Mm-hmm. I have stuff sporadically in November. Heffernandreap.com. This week, well, depending on um, San Francisco and then John's in uh Dallas. I'll be in Dallas. I'll be in Raleigh. I'll be in Jacksonville, Florida. I'll be in Jacksonville, North Carolina. I'm going to be everywhere. Yeah, a lot going on. Uh, Don't forget to hit wherever you're watching this, whoever's feed, hit the subscribe button, hit the bell, do all that type of stuff. Uh, Be safe. Be kind. Eat chocolate. What else? Write us a review on iTunes. We need some iTunes reviews. That does help the audio portion of the podcast on Apple Podcast. If you write us a review, it bumps us up a little bit. If everyone listening to this would go to iTunes and write a review, I bet you we get bumped up to like maybe maybe make the top 100. Yeah, so everybody listen to this. Everybody, just go write something. Doesn't even have to make sense. Oh yeah, we should set up. We should create a form letter and have everyone just copy and paste so it's easy for them. Yeah, we'll do it. Yeah. All right, John. We'll see you next week. Bicycle. Since you love the Heffron and Reap show, please go to iTunes and let them know. Rank the show and leave. We don't care what you write, you know They have run and reap Have low self-esteem So please validate them by ranking them And making them seen So no matter what